day again to our viewers, regular viewers of our BZZ broadcast. I trust that God is continuously showing His goodness to you, His grace, His generosity by providing you with all that He needs, with all that you need. I pray that you also are um, growing in the Lord, taking seriously your walk with God. And uh, so far, I also... Uh, thank the Lord for the opportunity to be with you again through this broadcast. Many of you I have not seen for a long, long time. But uh, uh, I remember you always uh, in prayer every night during our daily uh, or nightly, I should say, nightly synchronized uh, prayer time. Uh, we include you in our prayers. There are nights we really remember, try to remember the faces and the names and uphold everyone uh, in prayer. So even if we have not seen uh, each other personally, but in heart and spirit, we continue to have this link that the Lord has allowed us to uh, uh, be united with. And uh, I believe that this will continue until Jesus Christ comes back. Um, we have been talking about uh, walking with God, and uh, tonight, as or today, we will again uh, pursue that uh, theme. But uh, I'll talk about the goal of our walk with the Lord. Maybe as uh, you have been watching our series, uh, uh, I can say some of you have thought about uh, where is this uh, leading? Sabi saya pa asa man paingon. Maglakaw ta kauban sa Dios asa man paingon. Unsa man ang ato ang tumong, ang destinasyon nato. Kumbaga, some people think that it's heaven. Of course, heaven is a part of it. But as we talk about walking with God here on earth, heaven is not really the goal. A place is not a goal. We will find out later on as you keep tuning in to this broadcast that um, there, is a, there is an important goal that God wants us all to attain or to achieve while we're here on earth, which is directly connected to the previous lesson that I shared with you. But as we proceed today, let me pause for a moment of prayer. Father, we thank you for this wonderful time again that you have given to us so we can worship you in spirit and in truth. Thank you for the opportunity today that we, Lord God, was led by a group of people in worshiping you, singing songs of worship, thanksgiving, adoration, and praises unto you, celebrating your goodness, Lord God, in our lives at the same time, Lord God, hearing a couple of testimonies as well as joining in prayer moments, Lord God. What a privilege for all of us. And again, thank you that we have this time whereupon we can receive from you your word, which will continue to build our faith and our lives so that we will become mature, O oh Lord God, with you, attaining to the full measure that is of Jesus Christ and in Jesus Christ. And in so doing, we become fellow workers with him, partners in laboring in his kingdom. Thank you, the Father God. Holy Spirit, you are our senior partner in all this. Thank you that you are present, even present during the time when your people will be watching this broadcast in order, Lord God, to help each one understand, help each one receive, help each one receive the benefit that you want to give, O Lord God, to everyone. So thank you today. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, 
So atong padayunon ang atong istorya may tungod sa paglakaw kauban sa Ginoo. Last Sunday we talk about walking with God means partnering with God or working together with God. As co-laborers with the Lord, Paul was expressing that because si Pablo has already explained um, by the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, he had a very fast journey in his walk with God that in a short period of time, he became a mature follower of Jesus Christ and a true believer. So that uh, then, uh, and there, immediately he was uh, uh, invited by the Lord to partner with him. And uh, let me say in the beginning of this lesson that that is the goal that God wants to happen to all of us as he invited us to partner with him or to walk with him. Remember when Jesus Christ first met his um, disciples along the shores of Galilee, like Peter and his brother Andrew, James, and his brother John, he invited them to come and follow me. Come and follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. I will make you fishers of men. That's implying that they have reached a certain level of maturity that now they can partner with the Lord in fishing men so that people who were lost will be able to return to the fold of God. And so here is the verse that we will start talking today, Ephesians chapter 4. In verse number 11, Ephesians 4 verse 11, it says, So Christ himself gave the apostles. To whom Christ gave the apostles? To the church. Church means the community of God's people. The believers, sometimes the word saints is used. Christ gave the apostles to the church, to the believers, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers. And the primary purpose or reason why these gifted men and women were given to the church was for them to equip the church, to equip his people or God's people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. Built up means something, a structure that can be useful. When a building is built up, it is now a building that is ready to become useful so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature. I don't know if you can say right where you are as you're watching me, the word mature, become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. So the goal of this walk with the Lord here on earth is to become mature in the Lord. And when you become mature, you can become a fellow laborer in the Lord Jesus Christ. You can become his partner in fulfilling his kingdom purpose here on earth. And so Christ gave these gifts. Sometimes they call this the fivefold gifts to the church. Apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. These are not ranks or titles. These are not names that you will put on yourself and then you will require people to call you such. Some people, they do that that way. But these are functions that the mature believers who have reached this level God will use them to work with him as his fellow laborers 
in order to minister to the body so that the body will reach a level of maturity and become a partner of God in reaching the lost, in developing the kingdom. Let me go back to the previous passage that I read last Sunday. We read in last Sunday's passage, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 9, wherein the Apostle Paul said, For we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field. You are God's building. In this verse, the Apostle Paul used two word pictures in order to help his audience understand what he was trying to say as he collaborated with God in building or in maturing their lives. He uses the word first, field. This is an agricultural term. We are all familiar with fields. All around us, there are fields. But field that is not developed, what happens to a field that's not developed? Especially in the context of the Israelite people because they are basically agricultural people too. So they rely on the field, the produce of the field. But before a field can become productive, it has to be developed. It has to be tilled. You have to go there and plow the ground, open up the field. You have to break those huge boulders. You have to remove the stones, cut the unnecessary uh, plants there, the weeds, the thorns, the thistles, remove them away. You have to bring in fertilizer into the field. You have to plant seeds on the field. You have to put around hedges and widgets around the field in order so that animals and other, uh, maybe people who will, you know, crisscross or trespass the field will cause damage to the field. In short, you're doing that because you are do developing the field so that the field will become productive. That's the idea of the field. How about a building? You are God's building. He shifts his analogy to a building. All of us are familiar with the building. But building, you start to construct the building on a piece of property or a ground. You have to remove the dirt. You have to dig of soil. You have to put the foundation. You have to put the pillars and everything. That's building until such time that the building becomes useful. So in the field, he talks about fruitfulness. And in the building, he talks about usefulness. God wants to labor with mature believers over your life because God is looking at you as some kind of a field in which when you are developed, you will become fruitful. God is looking at your life as some kind of a building so that when you are fully built up, you will become useful to him. But again, in the goodness of God, he partners with the gifted people, the matured ones already, such as apostles, evangelists, pastors, teachers, and prophets, so that the rest of the body of Jesus Christ will also arrive at the same level of maturity. Our walk with God is not heaven. We are already assured of heaven even if we do not mature because our qualification to enter heaven is only through repentance and faith in Christ Jesus. When a person repents and puts his faith in Christ Jesus, right there and then, he is saved and he is assured of heaven. But in order to partner with the Father, 
so that we can contribute towards the advancement of his kingdom agenda here on earth, we need to mature. And for maturity to happen, God partners with his, with his servants. God and servants partners with God, with the Word and with the Holy Spirit in order to accomplish this design of the Lord. Let's go back again to uh, Ephesians chapter 4, verse uh, 11. Verse 12, now it says, to equip. In some translation, it says, to prepare. In my translation, it says, to prepare God's people for works of service. In other translation, means to complete. Meaning fully assembled, just like in a car. A car is fully assembled, meaning to say it's complete. There's the body, there's the engine, there's the transmission, there's the wheels and everything. It's complete. And when it is complete, fully assembled, you can start using it. When it's not complete, man, you cannot use it. The same thing is true with the idea of being equipped. You are fully equipped. You are complete for a purpose. There is a purpose why God wants to continue his work in your life. Fortunately, there are still so many Christians who have failed to understand this. They thought that their only goal in life is to be saved, and then when they die, they go to heaven. To them, walking with God means ending up in heaven and enjoying life with God forever and forever. But God has a purpose for each one of you and me while we are still on earth. In fact, if our only purpose is going to heaven and not understand the call of the Lord over our lives while we are here on earth, then, ang sa may itabuana, kumbaga, panglangit lang ka di, mas bat, mayo pa, pagka naluwas na ka, hinulsul na ka, hindi, na ka sa langit. Better. Di ba? Mas better. After you repent and receive Jesus and you are saved, then you ask God, God, bring me home to heaven. But heaven is not the goal. Heaven alone is not the goal. To partner with God in His kingdom purpose here on earth is the goal of our walk with Him. Look at verse 12 again. To equip His people for works of service so that the body of Christ, meaning the whole body of Christ, the apostles, the prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, the mature ones, they are not just the body of Christ. They are just a portion of of the mother of Christ, the elder ones, the ahead ones, sila ang mga nauna, sila ang mga nihamtong, they partner with God, with the Holy Spirit, in order to mature the rest of the body, so that the rest of the body, according to the explanation here of the Apostle Paul, so that the body of Christ may be built up, completed, ready for habitation, ready for dwelling, ready for use. Until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature. Mahimong hamtong. Not, not perfect in the sense that you cannot sin anymore. But maturity means there is already a sense of responsibility and understanding of, of God's purpose and design for your life. You have accepted already that calling that there is an assignment for you to do. That, that, that you are no longer just uh, infants. We will read that, uh, the, next, the next verse. But let me finish this one. Become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. 
Christ is the level, the level of our highest level of our maturity, Christ. So we keep walking with God in order to become like Christ. So that the idea should be, as we get older in the Lord, we should be closer to the image of Jesus Christ. That's the idea. Magkatiguang tadiha kay Lord, magkaanam ta nga pariha kang Isu Kristo. In a sense of responsibility for the kingdom of His Father, in a sense of His character, of course, included na na siya tanan. But again, as I mentioned, tagan mga Kristiano, kuntinto lang sila ng simpa-simba kay total pagmamatay, malangit man sa daw. Look at the next verse. In verse 14, Apostle Paul is saying here, Then we will no longer be infants. Because you have not heard. Sorry, you're no longer an infant. You know? When a person has matured, he is no longer infant. An infant is someone who is more of a liability than an asset. Nothing so much can you expect from an infant. Diba? Here, the description of an infant is tossed back and forth by the waves. Tossed back and forth by the waves. Sa Bisaya pa, gihuyok ngadtungan hi sa mga balud. Gitapya ngadtungan hi sa mga balud. Meaning, unstable. Mm. Unstable, erratic. Blown here and there by every wind of teaching. Gihuyok ngadtungan hi. Kasi ang dagat, pag naihangin, nandiyo na'y balon. Pag kusog ang hangin, kusog kayo ng balon. Ano na sa dagat? And imagine you are immature and your life is like that. You are unstable, you are erratic, you are unreliable, you are changeable. Meaning, you're an infant. You're, you have not matured. How can you become useful in the work of the Lord? Dili pwede. Tanawan ng imong anak. Pag immature siya, dili ko na ni. Ay, mamag. Wala na din na. Tabang-tabang gamay. Pagkatautor, wala na na din na. Five years old. Like I have, I have my eldest na grandson, Zion. No? Whenever he sees me doing something, he would come and say, Can I help? Can I help? As if he really is able to help. Pero, if you give him something to do, kadyot lang na, then he's gone. Wala na to. Ano na, nagduwa na. Normal na siya kayo nga no. Pata pa man siya, wa pa man siya nag-mature. Now, imagine if that's that's what we are in the work of the Lord. Imagine if the bulk of God's people are remaining in that level. Unsay mapaabot sa Diyos nga mahan sa tuwa. Muna, kada Domingo, balik-balik, mawanto sa simba, kay magkanta, maghulat sa ilang porsyon, maghulat sa alang bahin, Especially during the altar call, they would rush to the altar to receive prayer. Always to receive, to receive, to receive. They never thought about giving to others what they have received. Because ang ilang mind, ilang heart, wala man nagmature. But, although I am saying it that way, I have full confidence in the Lord that for you who are listening to me today, you are welcoming in your life personally the continuous work of the Spirit of God and His Word, so that as you yield your heart sincerely 
to Him, you are at the same time inviting God, inviting His Spirit, welcoming His Word humbly and sincerely, and crying out in the depths of your being, Oh God, help me so that I will come, I will become mature as I work with you, so that wherever I will be in my work, in my business, in my school, or in my neighborhood, you can find me as one of your servants whom you could use to advance your kingdom purpose. Dapat ingunana, mga kaigsunan. Hindi lang siya simba-simba lang, away, padulungan. So, on sa equality sa mga infants, they are unreliable, you know, erratic, dili ni mo maasahan. In short, not a liability. Not, not an asset, I should say. A liability. Consumers. Muna ang mga bata, consumers. Consumers are dili, I mean, the children, the little babies are never contributors. They're mere consumers. Especially pag infants pa sila, which is actually the word na gigamit din eh. Infants. Ilan man ang edad ng infant? Newly born. No? Newly born to about 3, 4, 5, di ba? Infants. Consumers ang yun na. Siya. Wala yun na yung makontribute sa pamilya in taon. And that is not the design of God for you and me. That's only the beginning. God birthed you into His kingdom and you start as an infant. But believe me, you should understand that you must not remain an infant. That's why you and me and everyone out there should take a personal uh, check or assessment of our walk with the Lord and then figure out where are we in our walk with God. Can I be now relied upon by my Father in heaven? If He speaks to me, will I be obedient? Will I be willing to go to where He wants me to go? Will I be willing to do what He wants me to do? Or... You know, sometimes or many times you are, you're not just desirous to do what the Father wants you to do. So, we will no longer be infants. <laughs> but instead, he says, we will in all things grow up. That is in verse 15. Instead, speaking the truth in love. Verse 15 says, instead, speaking the truth in love. We will grow up to become in every respect, become in every respect the mature body of Him who is the head, that is Christ. Christ Jesus is the head of the church. Church, we are the people. But we should be mature body of Jesus Christ. What a shame will it be if the head is mature and the body is not. Imagine that. Diba? We have seen of, you know, lives na, uh, you know, ba, sa, sa tinood, no, na kita tagmataw ba nga, di anak sila, diba? Noon niya, sakto ang ilang pangisip, pero ang ilang lawas, wala, yun, ni hamtong, ang ilang lawas. Mga kamot, gagmay, the legs, you know, did not grow. They cannot work as much as the head wants to because the head has no problem full of wisdom, knowledge, understanding, very intelligent, but the body is useless because it doesn't grow in the same manner as the, the head has grown. So we will grow to become every, in every respect, the mature body of Him who is the head. Who is the head? Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the head of the church. Let me pause for a moment and interject something here. It's very important. Our goal when we go and attend a meeting which we traditionally called as church, you know, 
People, when you ask them walking along the street on Sundays, where are you going? They will say, I'm going to church. Our goal there is to become mature in Jesus Christ. That's our goal. To receive ministry, to contribute ministry towards others. To affirm, to encourage. And as we are doing that, we experience the blessing of God over our life. And we grow little by little. We mature together with the others. So that as a body of Jesus, we can be used by Him wherever He has placed us. Verse 16, it says here, From Him, the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love, as each part does its work. You notice that God is looking or expecting that a church, His church, will continue to grow. His church will continue to grow. Way back in Matthew, Matthew chapter 16, if you remember, familiar with the verse because we repeatedly quote that in our meetings. When Jesus talked to his disciples, and then he told them, I will build my church. Matthew 16 verse 18. I will build my church. I will build my church. And the gates of hell will not prevail. What is the idea of the church as Jesus is talking about there? It's a church that's strong. It's a church that's sturdy. It's a church that's fully developed. It's a church that's ready to fight and will conquer so that even the gates of hell will not overcome. And the church, we all know the church refers to people. God does not refer to a religious institution. Only lately, you know, we have come to an understanding that church means building. Some people, until now, they cannot get away with this understanding. Every time they talk about church, they re always refer to a building. We're changing our minds. We're getting the right understanding. The church is not building. The church is not a religious institution. The church is the people of God. And these people of God, they gather wherever. And wherever the people of God, they gather. Their main attraction, that's what I want to interject at this moment. The main attraction of our gathering is Jesus, right? Why? Because he is the head and we are the church. We are drawn to him just as the body cannot be separated from the head. But what has happened over the years in our meetings, in our gatherings? Many times Jesus is no longer the attraction. You know, some people, they go to this gathering because they like the building. They feel very comfortable. It is well ventilated. This is fully aircon. It's carpeted. Everything, everything. It has huge, wide open parking space. They have children's room that's also nice and clean and everything. It's not Christ. During the New Testament time, the main attraction of the people of God when they gather is Jesus Christ. That's the main attraction. They, there was no other attraction. They have no programs. They have no music team like we have now, full band. They don't have those things during the apostolic times. They gather only in simple homes, sometimes by the wayside. But they were drawn to Jesus Christ. Jesus was the center. They focused on him. And so they, 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 they grow and they expanded. 
and they were able to partner with the Lord and used by God and the, grow, the work of the Lord rocketed during the apostolic time. In a very short period of time, they conquered the whole Roman Empire. That's the story of the early Christians. And Jesus still, what he said here in Matthew uh, 16, verse 18, is valid until today. He is building his church. If you will allow him, he will build your church. He will build your life, I should say. If you allow him, he will build your life. And when you allow him to build your life, you will mature. You will be surprised that in a short period of time, your understanding will increase not only your understanding, but your obedience. Because your understanding and your obedience should go together. Should go together. Ought to go together. So, we should no longer infants, but we all will grow up and become mature. Mature, you are an asset. You are a contributor. This is another verse I'd like to read. In Ephesians 5, look at this one here. Ephesians 5, verse number 1. Be imitators of God, therefore, as dearly loved children. Notice again this verse. He calls them dearly loved children. Sa Bisaya pa, mga minahal ko, pinangga ko, nga mga kaanakan. He already called them as dearly loved children. And yet, he urged them to imitate. Imitate God. Follow Follow God's example. Be followers of God. In my translation, be imitators of God. Of course, an imitator is a follower. Diba? Or sometimes we use the word copier or copy. Because to imitate means to copy. To follow means to copy. If I ask you, you stand with me and follow me. And so what will you do? You will fix your eyes on me. And watch me carefully. What will I do? If I raise my left hand because I told you to imitate me or follow me, what will you do? You raise your left hand. If I raise my other right hand, then you raise your right hand. If I do like that, then you do exactly the same. That's why it means imitate or follow or copy. Now here were children already loved, but they were urged to follow God. Because it's possible that you love God and God loves you, but you are not following Him. And if you are not following Him, that's only to your own detriment. Ikaw ra ang madawot po na kung ikaw dili musunod. Di ba? Tanawa na mga anak na dili musunod silang ginikanan sa balay. Because they have some reasons why they don't want to follow their, their, their parents. Di ba? Sometimes they have all been offended. Sometimes they have seen some mistakes from their children or from their parents. And so they use that as an excuse. Pero kinsa man ang dadaot in the end? Sila rapod. If they don't obey their children, if they don't obey their parents, sila rapod ang maguba. Ang ilar po ginabuhin. Because it's important that you obey. You follow. You imitate. Be imitators of God. Follow God's example. Be followers of God. That's why, again, remember what Jesus Christ told the early disciples. Come, follow me. Come, imitate me. Come, copy me. 
Because our maturing depends on our imitating. My dear brothers and sisters, all of you who are out there, there's a thing. Sa bubas, mahilig kita magkopya kita mga Pilipino, mantugan kaita nga mga maayong magkopya. We are known all over the world as great imitators. Unfortunately, kasagaran sa atong mga ginagkopya ka ng mali. That's the sad thing of it. Tiyaw ni mo na, mangupya ka, mali pag yun ang imong kopyahon. Mangupya mandiay ka, kana pag yung bati, kanang wahinungdang, kanang pangit, maupagod na imong kopyahon, kaminos pag yun imong isip. Dapat ka na mangupya ka, parita sa eskulaano, kung mangupya man lang ka, mangupya ka ka ng hustong tubag. Nangupya pa ka, wrong pa yun na tubag imong nakupya, di ba di malas na sa imong inabuhi. Daghan kayo mga Kristiyano, maayo mo kopya og mali. Pero dili makakopya og tama. Hmm. Dali nila makita ang mali. I believe because the enemy, the act, the enemy of our soul. As the Bible says, is actively at work 24/7. Peter describes him as like a roaring lion that is seeking whom he may victimize. And he works all the time, day and night in order to devour, to victimize the people of God. Mukinsa man ang madali niya, victimize. Ang mature ang infant. Ang infant. Tanawa, if you have seen videos sa YouTube, tagan mga videos sa mga mananap sa Afrika, mga lions, mga hyena, mga wild dogs, they will attack this, let's say, group of deer or group of wildebeest. Kinsa may dali nila matukob. It's either ang infant o katong tigulang, masakit po na nga manap. The same thing sa Kristiyano. Kinsa ang dali, mabiktima sa kaway. Katong nagpabiling wala mo tubo o katong masakit po na Kristiyano. So if you are listening to me and you take seriously your walk with God, make it as your goal to mature in the Lord. Do not neglect your personal life. Do not leave it to others. Although others are brought by God unto you to help you, but at the end of the day, the call is on your hands. It's yours. The ball is in your hands. Di ka mo yung awal. Ang magkukutudlo ay sa akong apostol. You cannot blame anyone. You have only yourself to blame if the purpose of God and the plan of God is not realized in your life. My dear brothers and sisters, I may be saying this way a little bit stronger today, but I have only one desire for all of you that listens to me and watches me today. I desire that the plan and the purpose of God, His sovereign plan, beautiful and beyond comprehension, will be fully realized in your lifetime while you are here on this earth. Everything that happens here happens for a reason. Nothing is happening here without the approval of our good Father in heaven. Everything that He allows is for our good. We are all familiar with Romans 8, verse 28. Can we put that verse on the screen, please? It says in my Bible, And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love Him. And we know that in all things, God works for the good. God works for the good. In all things, God works for the good. Not for the bad, 
but for the good of those who love him. Now, I think a good question that we have to ask today is, do you love the Lord? Do you love the Lord? If, do you, if you love the Lord, then God allows all these things to happen for your good. <laughs> you may not appreciate it because you're blinded by your unbelief or by some doubt or some skepticism that has overtaken your heart. Maybe because of some unanswered prayers for a long time, you've been praying for this thing or that thing and did not come. So you have some kind of a, you know, ill will with, with God. And because of that, it blinds your heart that you cannot anymore appreciate the work of God over your life. But here is a powerful verse. You can go home with this verse and meditate on this verse day in and day night. And I guarantee you, it will not, you know, happen in, in a week. I mean, not a week will happen without you being, being transformed in your mind as you will allow God to transform your life. All things God works for the good of those you love, love him who have been called according to his purpose. You have a calling and that calling is according to the purpose of God. That's why God is building your life. That's why God is developing your life like a field, like a building. That's why God is bringing his team over your life, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, in order for you to become mature so that as you mature, you can work in partnership with God. And imagine how many miracles will happen. How many lives will be transformed because you work in partnership with God. The greatest thing in a Christian's life is when he is used by God to bring others back unto the full of God. Remember, when the day will come when we will all leave this earth, whether we die or whether the Lord Jesus Christ has already returned, these are the two ways in which we will leave the earth. We can carry nothing with us. How many times have you heard me talk about this? Pag maabot na panahon na mamatay na tawa, tayo nadala. Ito tayo madala. Ang madala lang ko na ito, kung naamanggalin tayo madala. Katong mga kinabuhi, nga itong nahikayat, nga musunod sila sa ginoon. Mora na ang madala. Mora na nga itong ma-offer dito sa halalan, sa tinan sa ginoon. Every other thing that we fight for, we work very hard, we invested our strength and effort, sometimes we have to sleep wee wee hours in the morning, we are laboring, we are working, all of these things. We'll never carry them with us. So if you are me, I choose to walk with God and allow Him. Continuously invite Him. That's why when you seek the Lord in the morning, you invite Him. Come, O Lord, work with me. Work in my heart. Prepare me. Deal with me, O Lord. Teach me, correct me, rebuke me. I want to mature, Lord. I long to partner with you, Lord. I'm excited of the accomplishments, the things that we will do together that will glorify you, that will please you. Today, as I close, I want to invite you, if you are a person out there watching this broadcast, come to your senses. If you have been a believer for some time, but you allow the things of the world to influence you, you allow other voices to influence you, I ask you, by the grace of the Lord, stop. Come to your senses. Like what happened to the prodigal son. He came to his senses. Because he was dealt with. He remembered his position way back then when he was with the father. He was able to assess properly his present condition and he knew there's a big, big difference between his here now and his position way back then. He came to his senses. 
And because he came to his senses, he decided to take his steps backward through the Father. He humbled himself. He looked at himself no longer as one worthy to be called a child. But that's not a problem to him. I, he was willing to be called a servant, no longer a child, for as long as he can return to the fold of the Father. And because of that brokenness, because of that repentance, he was gladly accepted by the Father. And as we can see, as if he has never sinned, because there was genuine repentance. I'm calling on you, any one of you who is watching me, don't allow yourself to be victimized by the deceptions of the enemy. Remember, God has a wonderful plan for your life. I am inviting also, if anyone is watching me, who's watching me for the first time, you have never dedicated your life to the Lord. Remember, the Lord is calling you, but it is up to you if you will hear Him. It's up to your decision if you will yield to His gentle voice. Because you can yield, but you can also say no. You can, you know, just let this word pass by your other ear and then go back to your own ways. But as I mentioned last time, walay magmahay nga naguna. Walay mahay nga maguna. Ulahin na Pero katong nanimagninoon pag-alagad sa ginoon, mauto sila hindi magmahay. If you are there, I encourage you, be bold enough to say, today, I want to give my life to the Lord. I want to surrender. I want to start my walk with Him. I want to take a journey of discovery what God has in store for me. A journey of discovery. What God has in store for you, I do not know. I started my journey when I was about 17 years old. And I have known so many things. I have been also through many other not so nice things. But all in all, I will never exchange my decision with any other thing in my life. Wala ko nagmahay na nag-decide ko that at an early age, I will walk with the Lord. And so today, I'm asking you, make a choice today. Call on the name of the Lord. Ignacia, Lord, maulagad ko nimo, musunod ko nimo, mulakaw ko uban sa imuha. Huwag ko kay bagun sa'yo, naghulat sa unahan. And I do not need to know what's awaiting me. All I have to do is have faith in you. Trust you. Because you are good. You will never fail me. Let me pray. Father, salamat kayo. Karong taknaa. Thank you for your word, O Lord. Our goal, O Lord God, in this life as we walk with you, is to mature so that we can work in partnership with you, so that our life can be useful unto you. Like a field, we will be developed and become productive. Like a building, we will be completed and finished and become useful and habitable unto you, Lord. Lord, we welcome the work of your Spirit. We welcome, Lord, your Word that will rebuke us, teach us, correct us, and train us. We will appreciate the men and the women that you will send our way, who will function in different functions, O Lord God, to contribute towards the development and the building of our lives. We will take it a great honor and a privilege that you have invited us to walk with you. Give us ears that will really hear, eyes that will see what others could not see. Dear Lord, give us a heart, O Lord God, strong and courageous enough to take a stand follow you and walk with you. Give us a longing, Lord God, to imitate 
O Lord God, you, what we see of you, what we hear of you. That's why every morning when we wake up, we're training our ears, spiritual ears, to listen to you through prayer. We're training our eyes to see what you are doing so we can walk with you, work with you as well. Thank you, the Father God, for the joy and the opportunity. I bless you, Lord, today. I pray, Father God, also for the others who are watching me who may have some other needs, O oh Lord, attached in the bodies or maybe in the heart, the emotion, the mind, whatever is the problem, Lord. I call on heaven, O oh Lord God, to intervene on their behalf and touch them and bless them. Lord, we know that heaven alone has the answer to the needs of the earth. Thank you, the Father God. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. This has been our BCC Sunday premiere. Don't forget to hit the like button and share this with your friends.